Yeah. It's a it's definitely a cocktail kind of night. This wine got me warm. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm a little sweaty in this fuzzy robe, but I gotta say that vodka and whiskey have been my friends this week. It has been quite a week. Um, not sure how the retrograde has been impacting you, but um folks been wilding. Folks been wilding. We literally had somebody to walk out of work today. She was like, let me get my shit. Let me get my let me get my sh and I'm out. I'm like, look, Abbott Elementary is just a TV show. These folks that ain't believing. Got her shit and left. So I was like, well, I had a good day today. <laughs> you know, so Shit got weird towards the end of the day. If you want to find out what happened, uh, check the news. It'll be in the liner notes. But yeah, shit was. Check weird. the news. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, since I'm a current employee, and not embellish, you know, they, uh, the comms department was all over it. Be like, uh, this is what we need y'all to do. And this is our official statement. And. I'm reading that email right now. How did I miss this? Peach sparkling water with a little bit of peach uh, skinny syrup and my Delta Dirt sweet potato vodka. And that's what I'm currently sipping on. Yeah, I'm trying this new sparkling water. I've, I've tried the Kroger brand, love them. I've gone through bubbly. I've done AHA, and now I'm on Alani. I love how they name these products, Alani. I do prefer that my sparkling waters are in slim cans. I feel like it's slim cans are just more sophisticated. Right, it's sophisticated, right? Mm -hmm. All right, I feel like I'm not really just drinking burp water. You know, like, oh, this is a cute burp water. Give me a slim can. I like how you're doing that <laughs> with the hand behind it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm sipping on tonight. You sipping on anything as you eat your cheese with girl? Not not with. Hold on, I I love. First of all, love your nails all the time. Thank you. But I love how you're holding it. You're holding it, but your middle ring and pinky finger are curved. But like, it, yeah, yeah. It's just, just really just, good on these club crackers. Yeah, <laughs> love a good club cracker. And I just finished up some Black Girl Magic Riesling mm. with some a uh, little bit of strawberry skinny syrup at the very end there. Yeah. So you have like a little mini cooter plate over there. A mini cooter tray. That's right. Mm. I got some goat cheeses. Yeah. And some Tillamook. Mm -hmm. and some uh, club crackers. Yeah. I remember one time I went out with my girl, Georgette. We went to this steakhouse in Como, Mississippi. Yeah, we were waiting on our food because sometimes it tends to be awake. Because first we went to the bar upstairs mm -hmm. and got a little toasty before we got downstairs. And they had a basket of regular saltines and club crackers on the table. Mm -hmm. I was like, shit, I'm hungry. <laughs> I probably went through like 10, 12 packs <laughs> of club crackers as we waited for our food to come out. Yeah, love me some club crackers. Ever since I was a little girl, I just felt like, you know, as black people, you just get regular crackers. But I felt like when Keebler came out with the club crackers in the oh, yeah. 80s, it changed the game on crackers because they were buttery and salty. Third, you yeah. felt like you were eating the good shit. But like, oh, these are better than just saltines. These are club 
right club crowd, like they're from the club they're exclusive yeah right? the, like, <laughs> i was like is it coming from the country club <laughs> i actually thought that as a little girl i was like well maybe these are country club crackers and white people have been like harboring them <laughs> and now they've released them to the public like they've had these for decades you know like crazy shit like we all could have been had club crackers mm -hmm. That's they've right. been holding out on us holding out on us yeah yeah when it comes to you don't eat hog head cheese but i feel like mm. i love hog head cheese. oh the, the cringe really it's like not a, a real cheese hog head cheese looks like an animal plant cell it the is, and everything is right there it is the pate of a hog's head <laughs> no the, that that is, that is <laughs> ew no yeah. it is the animal fromage of the big pork industry of the South. <laughs> right? Damn. Right. I remember as a little girl going over to my grandmother's house who used to have a black man. I love how like in the country you had like the goat man. He didn't have a name, but he used to bring the goat to the community. And she yes. had she had a hog head man that came from the woods on, and would man. bring her an entire hog's head. And so I would come over there or my mom would be visiting. I'd come over there with her. Or she'd be babysitting me. And there would be a whole hog's head just sitting in a big pan on her kitchen table. And I'm just like, oh, Ugh. what about to do with that? Because I would wait to get my little service. So the way she made her hog's head is she would put it in a bowl. So once you kind of pour it out, because some people, you know, they put it in a slab and then slice it or whatever. But she would put it in a bowl and you would just scoop it out. And she would have saltine crackers. So when it comes to hog head, I actually prefer mine on saltines instead of club. But I will eat peanut butter on a saltine or a club. It's all about the flavor, you know? Because you, so you don't want the butter. butter. Look, you don't want the butter mixing in with the hog head. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> that butter essence, you know, it's just like, I mean, it might work. I, I just don't prefer, it's not nasty, but, you know, I like hog head, but you like what? I like goat cheese, and it's not made from goat head. Uh, uh, it's, it's some random animal part that nobody else or like a majority of folks really like you either, or it's kind of like salt on grits or sugar on grits. I feel like you have a thing with gizzards. That's your jam. Ooh, let me tell you now. I do not eat gizzards. Well, not I, I don't eat every animal's gizzards. I'm talking about chicken. Excuse me. I I only eat the best of the chicken. Steam them properly and fry <laughs> them. I mean, chicken what other gizzard. animal has a gizzard? I don't even really know what a gizzard is, honestly. Is it it's the thyroid gland crushes, of the chicken? It crushes <laughs> up the, the food in their throat, I think. It's like oh. the it's like a sphincter or something like that. Oh, now I got to Google it. No, I do not eat. <laughs> you know, something else that I really like that I still can't cook right, but my mom cooks and it's so good. Uh, I love beef liver and onions. Uh, so good. So much I do iron. not do. Mm -mm. <laughs> it does. It literally so filters the blood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember one time my dad was cooking lizard, uh, uh, liver. I said lizards. <laughs> We didn't eat lizard. I'm not that country. Those are the small people. Gator, though. Yeah. yeah, I love gator. Love gator. 
but uh, one time my dad was cooking liver and it was blood all over the kitchen because you know you take it out the pack and it was so he took it from look took it from the island so it was like blood on the island blood on the floor it was blood on the countertop next to the stove and blood all over the stove but he cooked him some liver but it was blood everywhere and I was like yeah I don't want any thanks <laughs> but I did google it what is a gizzard chicken gizzard it might not surprise you but other poultry have gizzards too like turkeys ducks Ooh. fowl emus whatever the hell that is oh emus is it emus oh emus oh yeah. lord and I'm a literacy teacher doves and pigeons a little Those are probably some little gizzards though hey hold on you got to know about this though this is like some real fancy shit right here <laughs> I love this a little more surprising might be that crocodiles alligators earthworms some fish and crustaceans and even dinosaurs have gizzards like if you can get your hand on some dinosaur gizzard that's it that's it that's why they're trying to bring back Jurassic Park. <laughs> they really like, they've been unearthing shit. I'm like, I know somebody is pulling some DNA and fucking with some shit that they need to leave alone. Right. There's an island out there right now where they got some big ass gizzards. Yeah. All right. Size so of birds is huge. What gizzard. part of an animal is a gizzard? It wow. is, in many birds, the hind part of the stomach, especially modified for grinding food. Located between the sac-like crop and the intestine, the gizzard has a thick muscular wall and may contain small stones or gastroliths that function in the mechanical breakdown of seeds and other foods. Wow. So are they grainy when you eat them? Like, oh, that's a little, little rock in there. It's just like, it, it just, it's like a, a, a tough piece of meat. Yeah. Maybe they run a pipe cleaner through it before they sell it to the public to get the little rocks <laughs> Yeah, there don't be no little rocks. And I think, you know, if they're steamed and everything just right, they're tender. But hard gizzards, it's, it's like teething or something. So ain't nobody trying to get, yeah. Oh my God. How did we get here? How did we get here? Oh, we started with some hog heads. That's how it right, we started. Right. Well, well we, we do love to eat. We did tell these people that we love to eat. And tonight's episode is all about one of the things that I feel like has brought us closer over the years with other friends, not just our love for eating, but our love for a great trip together. Yes. I'm telling you, you will learn who your friends are when you travel with them. Let me tell you. Anybody want to disagree with me out there in podcast land? You travel with someone, you really talking about riding and living. <laughs> right, right. Because I'm about to kill a bitch. No, but seriously, uh, like I said before, I love all of my friends. I think they're amazing people, but I I cannot lie. There was probably one point in Natalie's life where she considered smothering somebody because they were snoring. Um, not gonna say any names. Ironic. Right. Right. The irony. So Back in 2009, and you, you can definitely help me tell this story. Back in 2009, I was working at Southern University uh -huh. at New Orleans, and I was probably over 300 pounds. I was a new mom to a little baby who I just loved to death, uh -huh. um, and I just felt like I wasn't quite myself, and there's probably some moms out there that relate to me, especially like in that first year, you know, after having a baby, that postpartum kind of be hitting you in waves sometimes. And I remember one day 
when I was getting ready for work, I looked at myself in the mirror and I didn't really recognize myself. My face was all broke out. I was definitely very overweight. Um, I definitely had some health challenges and just really did not feel good about myself. And you probably heard us talk about, you know, having self-compassion for ourselves and really understanding our self-esteem in previous in a previous episode. But I was probably at my lowest with myself. I wasn't really happy with things at my job because of some of the difficulties I was facing um, and just really just trying to understand if I could be a good mother after being a child of trauma and really starting out my my therapy journey in my early 20s. Uh-huh. And I remember going to work like we like most of us do and calling our friends while we're <laughs> on the clock. <laughs> and I think it started with a text message where I was talking with a friend and I was like, I just feel like I need to go somewhere. I just need a trip. I need a break. And cause she was a young mother as well. So we were kind of going through the motherhood, the motherhood journey at the same time. And I remember she called me and she was like, so where are we going to go? And I was like, I don't know. So pulled up Google maps and we just started looking and I don't know if it was me or her, but we were like, what about Miami? You know me, I'm the researcher. Okay. So I just started Googling. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, shit, here go a hotel. It was the Don Shula Resort. <laughs> Don Shula, yes. I was like, well, we can stop at these cities. Because of course, when I travel, I got to eat. And we were looking up like different spots we wanted to go to. And I remember finding that breakfast stop, p- spot that we stopped at in Tallahassee, Florida. Tallahassee, I remember that. Yeah, because I was like, oh, they got crab cakes on the menu. And I don't know if I had sent you a text message or had called you, but somehow looped you into this conversation. Mm-hmm. And on June 29th, 2009, we all met up in Picayune, Mississippi, my hometown. Yeah, that was a long ride. At oh you. my God. We <laughs> left out at what, like four o'clock in the morning? Y'all, we drove. Drove to Miami. It was what, like a 14, 16 hour trip with stops. Uh And (laughs) I don't even know what to say, but it was really. Tale of two cities. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I felt like it was a great trip going there. I won't say that it was awful, but. No, no, it was a great trip. We just happened to pull into the city limits of Miami when the big sad news hit the radio. What was that sad news? Michael Jackson had died. We pulled into my. I think we were like 30 home. minutes from like the city center and we were in traffic. And we we're like, wait a minute. These are false reports. It was all this stuff going back and forth during that. that the drive. collective morning we drove into, I kind of get chills thinking about it because it was an international moment of mourning. Mm-hmm. And I remember we're driving, oh my God, I get chills. And we're driving, we rolled the windows down and people were playing Michael Jackson songs mm-hmm. on the freeway. And we were emotional because he was such a big part of our childhood, you wow. know, being generation X, you know what I'm saying? And it was just like everywhere we went, Michael Jackson music was playing. I remember we got to the resort and we were crying and emotional. It's just like, what is this? Like you think somebody like that is going to live forever. Right. And I'm just like, I just want to go on vacation with my friends. Why am I mourning? (laughs) (laughs) 
couldn't turn around. We were almost there. It was just like, you know, but it was just like, it was such a journey of release. Cause sometimes you have those moments where it's like, you need to cry about some stuff and grieve stuff, but you have, you have the catalyst. That's the catalyst, right? I remember I knew that we were at the point of not turning back. When we were driving across that bridge, the Escambia Bay, I think that's the Escambia Bay, and the sun was rising, and Lenny Kravitz came on. What was the song that came on? I don't know, and I love Lenny Kravitz. I want to get away. Oh, fly away. I want to fly. And we started singing together. So we're watching the sunrise and we're driving across this bridge and there's just water all around us. And I was like, we're at the point of no return. We're not turned around. <laughs> like we are clearly on our way to <laughs> Miami. And when I say it was one of those trips where it's like, you know, how sometimes you have to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. We were learning how to get out of our comfort zone because we're in Miami, which is a great city with all types of uh, ethnicities and types of cuisines. But on our first night, we ate at, was it Ryan's or Piccadilly's? I don't know. I feel like we ended up at a Ryan's or a Piccadilly's. You know, I'm like the bullet point. Like I remember several <laughs> different months. Like I remember all that food and the picnic on the beach. Like I right. remember that. Right. And so that was our first night. We had to go somewhere that made us comfortable because we weren't really ready to explore. But I remember the next day when we prepared to go to South beach and we had our little picnic and we went to Winn-Dixie <laughs> and discovered the rum muffins. We got us a loaf oh, of French bread. We got olives. Our little cootery tray out yeah, there. We didn't even realize what we were doing. Right. We had like little bottles of wine. <laughs> And we went to the beach and we left it all in the water, mm -hmm. left it all in the water. I think we were prancing around, playing, talking, so crying, just all the things and just really getting comfortable with our bodies because we were in swimsuits. So all mm -hmm. of us were at different stages of our health and weight loss and weight challenges. But it was just like, Ooh, Lord, we, that 2009 body, don't even miss it. Till girl, it's gone. I just yeah. remember there was, was one point. Body, 2009. This is a good one too, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but I think we knew that we were okay to be in our bodies when we saw that a plus size Russian woman in a two piece. Yes, I remember her. <laughs> right? And we were like, well, she barely <laughs> see the string on that thing. Living her best life. Living like, her best. Man, it was just like that's when life you, after on that beach. That's when you realize I'm in the world. I'm not in my little neck of the world where I'm maybe not mm -hmm. feeling comfortable about who I am and who I can be and being comfortable in myself. There were so many lessons on that trip. And I remember I planned it out that year. And I was like, I just feel like we did a name for our crew. And so we called ourselves the Southern Glamazons. Southern Glamazons. And we all have positions. I remember this. Glamour day. Puss was born. Yes, you are the chief Glamour Puss. You're also, what's your other? I'm the, I'm the chaplain. Every trip. I'm the official chaplain of the group, believe the it or official not. official chaplain. Yeah. I am the chief Glamazon officer. I just try to make sure that the reservations are in place <laughs> to make sure that the officers are holding their duties together. People turn in their money so we get those reservations together. I keep us prayed up and protected. Amen. Everybody has their On role. On that journey. Right. So you're going to get to meet 
some of our friends who are the Southern Glamazons. We have a reunion show tonight of some of the original members, some of the original trip goers. We'll have a couple of folks that are going to be calling in um, to tell us about their experience. And I think this is going to be a really fun show. When was the last time you went on a trip with your girls? What did it mean to you? What were the lessons? How did your life trajectory change? What were some of the challenges you faced that you had to deal with um, in those friendships? And what really became of those friendships after that? That's what we're getting into tonight. Y'all, this is going to be a fun show. It might be all over the place. I know I keep saying that Natalie is the crier, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be crying on this show. I'm just going to go. Stop saying it. I'm the crier. Fuck it. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but I don't think we have. I don't think there's an explicit label for that particular word. But I was gonna tell you to to pee up. You Talk can enough. say it. You can say it. We're explicit. Just tell the ladies. Meow up. Oh God. Pussy up, ladies. Here Didn't we go. Say that word. My mom listens to the show. Pussy up, ladies. Here we go. <laughs> what a great intro <laughs> to the reunion show. Pussy up. Y'all, this is just an episode full of intros that we have recorded, but we realized that we're telling some really great background stories that could really help you introduce um, our friends to you and really understand the kind of people that we hang out with. I mean, oh my God, like friendship is just so awesome. And when you look at the lives of black women and the people that we are connected to and how they make us, just dig into some of these stories and really try to figure out what makes this friendship tick. All right, let's pussy up. Here's the next story. All right, let's get into friends that travel in time with us. I'm gonna let you start this show up. I love how we just kind of randomly opened up the shows. Like it's just us talking, but it gives a sense of like how we are on the phone. Love that. Why am I thinking about that music? Oh. <laughs> I really do like that music. I'm, I'm so excited about the fact that we decided to do this podcast, Melanie, because... I like when that bass drops, but go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so glad we decided to do this podcast, though, because I'm going to be honest, it's given me so much to look forward to, and I'm excited about what we're creating, but what really makes me excited about doing On the Phone with Friends with You is all the people that have been touched by it, and Ooh. touched in a way that won't get us sued, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Because we not the people just that have said they can relate people. to us and our friends. And I mean, we're we're we've got people from all different walks of life and cultures yeah. that are like, I am digging this show. Yeah. And so I'm I'm glad that we're able to sit here and share this part of ourselves with others, but also that people out there are finding um content that, that's relatable and they're excited about and look forward to listening to. Um, you know, just thinking about our friendships. We've been friends for so long, but we also have friends that have been with us. Um, you know, we have friends that we've had our whole lives, friends that we've had probably, you know, recently within the past months or whatever. Yes. Because we say like, yes to new friends around here. We do. And uh, were you ever a Girl Scout? No, but I was a troop leader for my daughter. 
Okay, so um, no copyright infringement. Y'all don't come for me and be wanting to sue me because I will fight and I still got some shortbread cookies. Yeah, you up stay wanting to fight somebody. Go ahead. Shortbread truffles in my freezer right now. It's some me. lemon. It's some lemon ones with the big imprint on it. Yeah, them lemon ones. Good. But I learned when I was a Girl Scout, there was a little song we would do. It was um, make new friends but keep the old. One is silver and the other gold. Oh. And so um, I'm just excited that we get to share some of our friends with you that have been with us for a very long time. Solid gold. Um, Solid gold. Damn near platinum. That one. <laughs> platinum. <laughs> platinum friends. Um, and I believe, uh, Melanie, we're going to be meeting with Sonia at some point, too. So I'm really excited. Yeah, about she is my oldest friend. And not necessarily in age, but just in <laughs> years. We have age. known. No, she's not. Yeah, we've known each other since we were eight years old. Oh. I know. So that's a 35-year friendship. We met, e met each other in fourth grade. And I remember she has she has a lot of hair still. It was very thick, but she used to wear these two pigtails, mm -hmm. and she would the pigtails would come down here. So Sonya's hair was really long as a kid, and fourth grade was really hard for me. So I was uh really quiet, very reserved girl. My hair was all over the head. Um, I'll have to post a picture of what I looked like in fourth grade, girl. My mama just was not good at doing hair. So you kind of see that as a kid. So as I got older, you know, I, I transformed that trauma into regular hair appointments. <laughs> it's like, I will never be without my hair done. Never um, again. But girl, fourth grade, I look crazy, but she was a friend. One of the things I can say about Sonia, we have been through thick and thin. She is my 10 toes friend. I'd be like, girl, uh, I'm about to go over here and, and um, shoot this building up. She was like, okay, you, you, you need me? She's <laughs> like, hey, Sonia, I'm hungry. Where are we about to go? She won't Look, she, no question, that's her only question. When, when we leaving, what we eating, mm -hmm. uh, what you need? Like, she's that friend that is going to be 10 toes down for you. And she's definitely taught me a lot about loyalty, yeah. being kind. She's extremely compassionate, um, has a heart for um, the elderly and the disabled. And I have just seen her transform into an awesome professional yeah. um, she's one of my mommy friends she's a travel friend she is a going out to eat friend she's a drinking friend she's a biking friend just really versatile just down for whatever mm -hmm. that is Sonya just in a nutshell she's also my goofiest friend too <laughs> well, I feel like I didn't do Jenny no kind of justice with all that <laughs> just like she's salt of the earth good people love the lord educated smart good family now i will say this yeah. something they both have in common the hair jenny's let's jenny you, we have like, that curly hair right mm, straight we were down in the sweltering heat of miami on that fan jenny, <laughs> jenny has her hair up in like a silk scarf <laughs> At some point, she takes it down, slings it like Rapunzel, right. and everybody is like, that is the nicest weave I've ever seen. And right. I'm like, no, that's her hair. Silky. Silky. She has a natural Dominican blowout. <laughs> right. <laughs> she went to 
a natural silk press. And it went back to sleep. I would have no. sweated that stuff out in five minutes. A it, natural it, silk press. Her hair is amazing. I just, I wonder what her hair looks like now. She's got to sit in the picture. She's unaware about it too. Like, what? Who me? Oh, this is just natural. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, I just I literally, you know, rolled out the womb with all this yeah. hair. Yeah. yeah. She was very mellow. I remember that about her. Just very, just chill. Very chill. Yeah. It almost kind of comes off very indifferent to everything. There is a... But I do is, believe Jenny will cut you if she had to. But she she's is. Very I think the word would be very demure. Demure, yes. Very demure. I do remember that about her. What do you think about Sonia? What's like the best word to describe her? I like Sonia. Sonia's fun energy too. Yeah. Um, she, to me, Sonia seems like she knows how to have fun, yes. but at the same time, she can be responsible. It's like, okay, we got to get a grip on this and figure out what we're going <laughs> to Right. Like, you right. know, seriously, like she's getting a little too wild go, now. Right. We got to, we got to <laughs> rein it back in, you know? I feel like if we were in like a situation and I had to come in as a chaplain, I could be like, okay, Sonia, help me with these logistics. Right. Yeah. <laughs> who is yeah. where who do we need to send out on a search party mm -hmm. like you know, what's our next move so yeah. yeah and she was my Kojic friend so she grew up Kojic mm -hmm. so there's a lot in there but she's a good praying friend believes in the Lord um, she's definitely been on a different type of spiritual journey now that she's kind of come into her own um, womanhood and uh, but yeah she grew up Kojic so it's just like that definitely had an interesting layer in terms of how she saw the world and how she interacted with the world and just has an amazing story. She's a graduate of Tuskegee University um, with a master's in occupational therapy and just really a, a dope person. Jenny is a, a world-renowned educator. <laughs> Shout out to the educators because we we we'll the real up and Jenny will be will be running some type of company or something. Yeah. Um. What I love is that we cannot see each other for a while and then we just jump right back. Yeah. <laughs> Still I still love friends like that. Me and Sonya are like that. We'll get really busy. Months will pass or weeks will pass, and we'll see each other like and just be talking. Like a no time because we used to come home during the breaks and have meals, and I remember her driving her dad's car, who was a pastor at the time. We called mm. it the clergy mobile. Just imagine going to Applebee's to get drinks with this big pastor tag on the front. We'll talk about that <laughs> the later. clergy mobile. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, shout out to all the educators who in my mind are the, are the new civil rights activists. They in the trenches for real out here. And she's an educator in the great state of Mississippi. So she's definitely holding it down. Um, well, lead us into these conversations. This is going to be a two-part episode. Um, who knows who's going to go first? Uh, we'll probably edit this later. It might be Sonja, it might be Jenny, but stay tuned. Um, All right. So everyone, thank you for joining us to speak with Jenny Jordan. I won't give her middle name yet. I'll let her give it if she wants to give out that information. Oh, we should um, guess. Hmm? We should guess. I feel like it might be Jenny Luan Jordan. I feel like it's Lynn, but I don't know. Oh, I was close. Luan, Lynn is mm -hmm. all, you know, same timber. Mm -hmm. Big sister to many boys and one girl. Just, I don't really know what to add at this point. Yeah. Right. I'm excited for you to, to meet her. I, I'm sure you will love her as much as I do. Um, and you will be following her, which I think she may have you blocked on social media because she's very <laughs> private. Oh, my God. 
And to know that she is a pastor's child and y'all just rolling out to the uh to the club, to the bar and the clergy mobile. <laughs> Have you repented for this, Natalie? Did nothing wrong. Jesus made wine and rum. First miracle. First miracle. <laughs> oh my God. Well, they this is Oh my God. So this is part two of our conversation with friends that have traveled in time with us, our longstanding friends. There's so much to be said about friends that you have been friends with, with 20, 25, 30 plus years. They have literally watched you grow up. And this has just been a, a really wonderful uh, conversation to have with um Jenny and Sonia and Sonia Lather is my Tento's goofiest friend. We've probably saved each other from a lot of shit, but I, I will say we've probably, she's also the friend I've gotten into a lot of trouble with. <laughs> you need that friend that you can get into a little trouble with. Um, but I enjoy running these streets and catching flights and just, Man, I love this girl. Let's get into this conversation. Hello, I'm Audrey, and I am one of the talk show hosts' child. Um, <laughs> that uh, would be me. This is right, Kid Noodle. Right, you can guess who I am, but I'm Audrey. So I've been listening, well, no, I've known Miss Nally and my mom for quite some time now. So, because I don't know, like, yeah, I've known her for quite some while now. And almost every single time my mom is picking me up from school or picking me up from ballet class, she's always on the phone with friends. And every single time she's picking up, I'm doing my own thing. She's always laughing, giggling, have, having a good time, you know. And if you want to be laughing or kind of feel like you're part of the conversation, then you should definitely go listen to On the Phone with Friends. And tell your friends about right. On the Phone with Friends, right? And, and, and you'd be like, hey girl, I listened to this good podcast. I was just laughing and giggling. That's right, baby. Then you should go talk and you should go tell your friends on the phone with friends on Spotify or Apple Music or you everywhere. This podcast. <laughs> or everywhere you find your podcast. Isn't she just awesome? Oh my God, I love her. Oh, my God. oh that's and subscribe too. Oh yeah, don't forget to subscribe so you can get notifications whenever we drop little right. episodes like this one. Right. This little mini episode. Right. Do okay. you want to hear this? I know. Thank y'all. Bye y'all. <laughs>
who are friends to black women and you get to be introduced to my friend Barry who I've known just as long as Natalie and we have our roots at our amazing alumni University of Southern Mississippi and we get to tell our friendship story but in addition to the Southern Glamazons because we've talked about Jenny and we talked about Sonia, and we've also talked about chicken gizzards. Hope you learned a lot about chicken gizzards and just gizzards in general. But check the liner notes. We got some interesting information for you. But we have people like Nikhil, who I met in graduate school, who was working on her MFA, who was just really dope and kind of opened me up to the ideas of different types of spirituality that black people can be um, introduced to. So she was that friend. And... She lived a life that seemed to be of leisure and she had a severance from a previous job that she had. And so she was just kind of like, I'll go and get my master's while I just kind of live my life and try to figure out what I'm going to do after I've left this corporate job who released me. And you also had people like Yolanda, also known as Micey, who I was able to bring into my fellowship. I'm a member of Swing Fi Swing Social Fellowship. And we are a sisterhood that chooses to be black over Greek. And just to have this young sister at that time to be a part of this trip. And she does so much work when it comes to uh, women's rights and birth control and all these different issues that are facing women of color, particularly black women in the state of Mississippi. And she was able to join us on this trip. And we just had such an amazing mix of powerful women who at that time maybe didn't really understand their power or they were launching themselves into the power that their lives were about to get into. But I hope you go back and listen to episode seven, which is our Southern Glamazons reunion show. And there's just so much that we have coming up um, over the next several months. Um, we're about to launch into a regular series of black men who are friends to black women. In December, we're gonna be talking to black women and talking about our sex lives, so the black, the sex lives of black women. Um, in November, we're gonna be talking about balance and self-care and black women who chose the unknown. So just really looking at how we make movements and women, black women that build community in the month of January. We have so much in store for you all and we're looking at it through the lens of friendship and connection and it's just so amazing what black women are doing and let me tell you y'all have been sliding into our dms and not only making us feel black ass famous but also bringing us good trouble and not necessarily the problems that tend to come up when we have serious conversations when we're dealing with our care and our emotional well-being but y'all are giving us great conversations in our production meetings and the resources that we need to provide look like i said we are your working class oprah and gail we are not certified therapists let me tell you we might be wise because of what life has given us but you all have really made us rethink about the resources that we need to provide because what we have realized because of the connections and the toxic relationships or even the toxic families and the connections that we may have 
had over our lifetime has maybe shaped the type of relationships that we have in our lives. And you realize that you cannot grow. You cannot evolve in that because it's making you repeat toxic patterns. Let me tell you something, sis. We are the podcast that wants to be a good friend to you. And so we are also looking at bringing regular therapists that can talk to us about our trauma and our pain and our joy and bringing us solutions to make our lives feel more whole and balanced. Let me tell you something once again. Friendship is so vital to your life, to your love, to your survival, to your acceptance. Friendship is a beautiful thing. And black women, we want you to be whole and healthy. And this is the podcast that wants to bring that to you. So we are full of resources, but we are definitely not the solution to your problem. We want to be able to bring something to you so that way you can figure out what your solution is will be for you. And hopefully you'll be able to share that conversation with us one day. Feel free to drop us a line at otpwfriends at gmail.com. Hit us up in the DMs like y'all been doing on Facebook. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at OTPWFriends. I hope y'all have enjoyed this little mini-sode of us just bullshitting and recording all these intros and talking about our friends. But it's amazing when you can share great stories about your friends. And we can't wait to continue to create more stories for you on this podcast. We'll see you next time. Or hear from you next time, right? Because it's a podcast. When y'all seeing us? All right. Bye, y'all. Boop, boop. All right, last one, and we got five minutes left on this call. My screen went <laughs> back to the screensaver. I was like, <laughs> a question that Melanie and I often ask ourselves is, where can you go? Where can you go? Where can Black women go and be unbothered? If you know some places, drop us a line on our social media. OTPW friends on Instagram, on Twitter, and on the phone friends on Facebook, or email us at otpwfriends at gmail.com. Perfecto. Girl, right. I, like I have dark circles. What is this? This light got me looking like Uncle Fester over here. I don't like that. Okay, what's the other one? Uh, how we learn to celebrate ourselves. I can do this one. Okay. Mute yourself. Mute yourself. It's coming up on the holidays, ladies and gents. But what we really want to know is how do you celebrate yourself? So I think this would be great for the holiday season. We're, you know, all over the place trying to figure out what are we going to get others and how to take care of others with the holidays coming up, how you're going to hold your sanity together at the family dinner. But we have a show planned where we would love to have some wonderful guests like you to talk to us and to talk to others about how you celebrate yourself, 
How do you take care of yourself and do it in a way that can teach others to love themselves better? Hit us up in the DMs or in the comments at OTPW Friends on Instagram and Twitter. We're also on Facebook at On The Phone With Friends. Don't forget to hit the follow button. But the best way that you can probably reach out to us with no distractions of the timeline changing is at otpwfriends at gmail.com. Can't wait to hear what your story is about and how we can get you on the show. Because we're on the phone with friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got to get us in the studio where is the producer hit us up get us in the studio we need a theme song we're ready right we ready all right i'm gonna go ahead and close